Welcome back to another episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey. I'm excited to launch another episode for you all. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker, coach, and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit-and-run accident while walking home from a friend's birthday. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create a podcast that is all things mental health. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening by subscribing and rate the show five stars. Would it benefit you to hear from mental health professionals and influencers? Would it also add value to your life to hear mental health advocates share their stories and talk about their mental health? the disparities they face, and how they actively combat them? If you answered yes to any of those questions, you came to the right place. I want to start by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. On this episode, I am happy to introduce my guest, mental health advocate Lucy Bale. Lucy is streaming today from London, United Kingdom, and she is sharing her personal story. She discusses her journey with her fifth-year anxiety disorder and is on a mission to breaking down mental health stigmas. Lucy is a mental health advocate who focuses on keeping calm, healthy, and fit. One of her ways of advocacy, which I'm sure she will talk about at some point, is her mental health blogging with her page, Abs and Anxiety. Lucy, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Would you mind please sharing your story a little bit and introducing yourselves to our listeners a little more? Yeah, sure. So hi, everyone. Um, I'm Lucy. Uh, as Vincent said, I'm from London. Uh, I've actually been diagnosed with anxiety coming up to six years now. Um, it started when I was 19, left school, always been a very confident person, very academic into my sports and drama. Um, and when I was 19, I started to suffer with symptoms that were very abnormal for me, feeling lonely, you know, panicky. Um, being in scenarios that I didn't feel comfortable in. And through many months, it, it took me to understand that I was diagnosed with anxiety. Um, and I'm coming today to talk to you about my journey, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of anxiety and, and how it does take a while, but you can really uh, improve your mental health. I appreciate your introduction. And it's very important what you just shared there, how it will take some time, but we can do this. And with people working together, like on this platform, it can make that road just a little bit easier. On each episode, I share a mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners know, you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they are healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. For today's episode, I will introduce the mental health-related story of actress Lily Reinhart. Lily Reinhart is an actress that many people know from the hit TV show Riverdale. She's an active mental health advocate as she shares her story on how she battles depression and anxiety, sharing on a series of honest and open Instagram stories recently as she was re-entering therapy. A quote I wanted to start the article off with was, quote, friendly reminder for anyone who needs to hear it. Therapy is never something to feel ashamed of. Everyone can benefit from seeing a therapist, doesn't matter how old or proud you're trying to be. She is on a journey for self-love, adding, quote, we are all human and we all struggle. 
don't suffer in silence. Don't be embarrassed to ask for help. I think it's very important, as I know we're going to talk about soon, when someone on this platform, this level of fame, uses their voice, can really influence a lot of people. And I also learned in the article that she takes breaks from sites like Twitter because of the people who need to, to attack her, her relationship, castmates, and the show, Riverdale. But I do truly admire her voice on these issues, as she also does use her voice to speak on acne and body image. Lucy, what do you take away from her statements on mental health? Well, I agree with you. I think it's fantastic that she's using her platform to speak positively about mental health. You know, she is someone who's in the public eye. She's got so many followers. Um, and it's breaking that stigma and making it normal that everyone has these issues. As she says, we're all human. We all have struggles. Social media can be damaging, especially to someone with mental health. You know, you look up to so many people to, so to see your heroes and people that you admire come back that they have these issues too it is really great. And I love her comments about therapy. You know, therapy is a trusted and unjudgmental environment. So it's so important that people take that time um, and be with someone who's going to give you that advice and, and just listen because that's something we don't do enough is, is just listen. So I think she's, she's done a brilliant thing by, you know, reaching out. Yeah. I like how you're saying that we don't do it enough. We don't listen. Let's talk about that mm. a little more. Yeah. So therapy for me is not only a place where I think that I'm going to get better in terms of mental health. It's where I actually unload lots of problems. You know, if I've had a bad day at work or something's just annoyed me, it's being in that safe space where, Someone is just going to listen and they don't even have to say anything, but just taking that time to get things off your shoulders, you just feel so much lighter coming out and, you know, you really feel like you're six inches taller. So I think, as she said, it's great for everyone. You don't have to be suffering with a mental health issue to have therapy. Yep. I think it's extremely well put. And thank you for your insight on all of that, Lucy. What I do now on the show is I do something called the main event on each episode. My guest and I will go over this series of six questions, which only slightly varies depending on if the guest is speaking on their own or others mental health. And today your role we're speaking on is your own personal mental health experiences. So thank you for sharing. You ready to go? Absolutely. Great. So many would agree that the more common or at least talked about types of mental disparities are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders. What areas did you experience the most? So for me, um, I come across a lot of the sort of mild anxiety and mild depression to, to medium. Um, I hear a lot about, and you know, this comes in my experience, generalized anxiety disorder or GAD as, as people know it and panic disorder. Um, with me, it was very much social anxiety. Um, I would panic in certain situations. And that's something I found through opening up my platform is people messaging me about socializing, about relationship problems, um, and loneliness. And, you know, especially during this time where we're finding ourselves at home a lot more, people are lonely. They're, they're listening to their thoughts and feelings more, and they're noticing things um, that might not be normal. So I have found uh, that these sort of anxiety disorders are cropping up more. But the good thing is, I'd say over the last two to three years, I've really noticed how many more people speak up about their mental health issues. You know, as we were saying, hearing celebrities talk about it, being in the press, in the media, um, it really helps people to gain confidence and speak up about it. But something I've noticed um, in the last 
few months since sort of setting up my my blog is people message me saying well I think I've got this or I think I've got that but I'm not sure but just people taking steps to acknowledge that they're, they're having symptoms and they might not necessarily know what they've got like what they're being diagnosed with but they understand there is an issue um and that is just a huge step in 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 starting that mental health recovery journey i think you hit it on the head there perfectly i think it is a perfect segue into the next question of when did you first decide that taking a stance on mental health advocacy was going to be the right path for you when was that moment for you i I think that can relate to a lot for our listeners yeah so uh, as I mentioned earlier, I've, I've suffered with anxiety coming close to six years now, but it's always something I've kept, you know, to, to very close family and friends. Um, I'm, I'm, I wasn't massively public about it. Um, and during this pandemic, you know, in the UK, as, as well as many other countries, we were on lockdown and I was finding myself alone a lot more. These sort of anxious thoughts and feelings that I've been working so hard on started to creep back. And it made me think, how many other people are, are feeling the same at the moment? You know, we're all in the same boat. We're, we, we can't go out and do the things that we want to do and that we feel confident in doing. Um, and I wanted to use my experiences and what I've discovered and what I've found and, and learned about myself to set up um, a blog. And I've been absolutely overwhelmed with the response, especially in light of what's happened in the world over the coming months. And people are feeling this way. And they're acknowledging that their mental health isn't as strong. You know, we've got more time on our hands now to to understand how we feel. Um, And that's really why I set it up. I want people to know they're not alone. You can talk to people. You can share your stories um, and draw on other people's experiences. And it's perfectly normal to speak about how you feel. Yeah, I think it's something that really helps, especially in the beginning when you really don't know what's going on. I Mm. think speaking is very, very big. Mm. Who do you come across the most as far as maybe age, I should say, um, on your platforms? Who reaches out to you the most? Is it adults? Is it children? It's adults, but it's definitely young adults. I'd say between 18 uh, and 27 are the range that I'm getting um, the most sort of engagement with and and sort of messaging. Um, You know, people might be people who are just leaving school. Uh, It might be people who are going into work. And, you know, they're stepping into the world and, and things might not be going as well as they want. And, and that's the sort of age group that I find, you know, are, are coming to me the most. Absolutely. Well, what advice can you give to our listeners as what may be considered a potential early sign that they may be starting to develop a mental health disparity? So there's, there's a few things that I would keep in mind. Um, and, you know, obviously everyone is different, but a, a big thing that most people will go through is this change in mood. So are you feeling differently over the last few weeks? Are you more agitated? Are you more stressed, upset, worried? You know, what's going on? Um, and also what's causing that? Have you stopped doing certain things that you used to love doing? Are you getting anxious going to certain situations that you never would before? you know, noticing those change. Um, do you feel uneasy going into certain situations that usually you'd feel confident in? And it's also, have, are you being restless, nervous or tense? You know, is your sleep being affected? That was something that was a really big thing for me. I, I'm naturally quite a, a heavy sleeper. And during the first stage of my anxiety, I was up all night, I was worrying, you know, I was panicking about the next day, how I would feel. So 
definitely those those early symptoms are those mood changes what's going on you know and noticing that something doesn't feel normal here i was just about to ask you what was the, what was something that affected you in the beginning but what were some things or strategies that you used in the beginning to help overcome things that were going really difficult at the time well if i'm honest it took me a while to open up um and i'm the sort of person who thinks oh i can i can deal with this myself you know I can use the internet, I can find things online and I'm going to fix myself. And that's just the person um, that I am. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I started having those conversations with people, you know, my parents, uh, my friends that, are, you know, I don't feel right. You know, I'm starting to feel lonely. I'm starting to panic in certain situations. Um, and, it, and it's those initial conversations that really do get the ball rolling. When I first started seeing a therapist, and seeing a neurologist and seeing everybody relating from my head injury and mm. a traumatic brain injury. Talking was great, but did you have a lot of conversations in the beginning with people who were directly experiencing anxiety or were you speaking more to mm. doctors? Because for me, I wish I came into contact with more traumatic brain injury patients because I yeah. feel like the firsthand experience could have gone a long way. I absolutely agree. I think later on, I found people who were having, you know, similar conditions uh, or symptoms as me. But no, I totally agree. At at the beginning, it was very much it would be a doctor or my parents who, you know, people say they understand, but unless you really go through it, it it's quite hard to um, really understand what someone's feeling. Um, and even with my initial therapy, I, I started with a, a, a talking therapist. Um, and they were quite fixated on, on one thing that might have caused my anxiety when I really believe that there was a multitude, multitude of things, um, coming together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do agree. It wasn't until further down the line where I met and spoke to people that had suffered with anxiety that I felt more aware and, you know, more sort of likely to, to talk to people. Well, I think you're going to be a great resource for everybody who turns into this episode for if they're feeling some kind of anxiety and they don't know what to do. But to go into the next question now, if they don't know what to do, can you say three? And I say just three because I want the three most important things in your mind our listeners can Mm -hmm. do on a daily or short-term basis to start improving this mental health. Absolutely. I mean, this is such a great question and there are so many things you can do, but the, the three that work for me, um, and I still do them now, uh, first one is to keep a mood journal. So just take 10 minutes every day to talk about how you feel. Write down some of your moods, some of your thoughts, some of your feelings that you felt throughout that day. And also with that, track any activities that made you feel um, that certain way. So this is a really easy way of pinpointing triggers that cause your anxiety. Um, so you can flick back in weeks and say, oh, I felt like that again, but I felt like that two weeks ago. So what did I do two weeks ago and today that might be causing these sort of emotions? So that's a really easy one to do. I like that. Yeah. Secondly, would be to take time for yourself. It's so easy in this sort of digital age when everyone's busy, we're on our phones constantly um, to forget about ourselves. So I try to take an hour or two every day just to get off social media, you know, close the laptop, get off your phone and enjoy the now. Now, this comes up a lot when you're dealing with um, mental health disorders is is enjoying the moment, being in the present. You know, it's a mindfulness activity that people use a lot. So 
whether it's meditating, reading a book, or I just like to sit with a cup of tea in my favorite chair, you know, right. really enjoy the now, relax, um, and it can make you feel really grounded. And thirdly, you know, it's a simple one, but it's something I'm quite passionate about is, is exercise. Now, I'm not saying you should go into the gym and lift the heaviest of weights, <laughs> but it's incredible just how much a brisk walk can help. You know, clear your head, get out the house, and, and just take that little bit of time for yourself. So those three would be my, my top ones. It does come up a lot lately how exercise, and I do ask each one of my guests, would you agree that exercise may be more beneficial for your mental health than physical health? Oh, that's such a great question. I would probably say so. Um, for me, it's something to get away from the day as well. And yeah. yes, you know, physically it's so important, mm -hmm. but it gives you something else to focus on. And it also gives you something to take away and, and just be in that present moment and, and improve yourself. And that's, you know, that's what we like to do as humans. Absolutely. Well, let's delve a little deeper then. We just spoke about some short-term initiatives that you can take to create a more positive mental health space. What are two long-term commitments our listeners can make? So I think something, if, if you are struggling with uh, some sort of mental health disparity, is look at those long-term treatment plans. You know, these things unfortunately do not go away quickly. So it's taking that time to consider what sort of treatment is going to work for me and how am I going to improve my, my mental health uh, well-being. So coming up with a plan of action. So this might come under using some sort of therapy or uh, medication, but it's so important to start by getting that advice uh, from professionals. So for me, I started by seeing my doctor, then went on to a psychologist who helped me discover this long-term plan. And it is important to understand that everyone is different and everyone will react to different treatments. Um, so just getting that long-term plan um, and, and work through that therapy program will really help. And secondly, to create goals that you want to achieve. So think of something you want to do long-term, whether that's you know moving out or getting a new job. Setting self goals really helps your mind to focus on a particular thing and, and you know, keep you engaged. And once you have that long-term goal, you can create stepping stones of how to get there. And this, again, can be intertwined with therapy. You know, talk to your therapist, talk to your friends and family about this is where I want to be. You know, how can you help me get there? But it's really important with those long-term goals that they are slightly flexible because you can be harsh on yourself. And if you don't get there by that time, you don't want to make yourself feel bad. So, you know, give yourself some slack make them flexible um, and, and make them achievable and realistic for you. I love it. For me, setting goals is something very, very big and it keeps me on track. It's great to hear somebody else say mm. that. But Absolutely. What are some ways that you plan on raising awareness for the importance of mental health in the future here, Lucy? Well, as we mentioned, I've recently set up my blog. Um, I'm only a couple of months into it and I've got so much content that I want to bring I've got loads of videos. I want to share um, different therapies I've tried, what has worked for me, what hasn't, and just have a sort of ongoing communication um, with people who, who need help. But for me, it's all about collaborating. So, you know, doing what we're doing today is a fantastic way of two people working together to share their stories, uh, broaden the message to a wider audience. Mm -hmm. So I just want to work with as many people as possible to, to spread that awareness and, and help people. I love it. And I love your enthusiasm. The one I think it was the first episode of season two on this show. 
where someone said it takes a village to break down these mental health stigmas. We can't do it alone. Mm. So mm. I'm very, very excited to see how big your blog does grow to. But thank you so much, Lucy, for coming on. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode today. I really love how you gave your personal experience because I know how many people it's going to relate to. I really loved your short-term initiatives because they're tactical, tracking your moods that doesn't come up that often. So I think that mm. will be very, very beneficial for everybody listening on. But it is time for the last word. And I do this on my other podcast series, what it's really like to be an entrepreneur as well. Because I want our listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on here. Is there something that you would like to share with everybody listening on that we did not get to touch on yet today? So I actually want to share a quote. This is from Charlie Chaplin. Uh, and he said that nothing is permanent in this wicked world, not even our troubles. And I just want to leave that in your listeners' head that, you know, these things will go away. Uh, reach out to others. Share your um, experiences. You will be amazed at how many other people are in a similar boat to you. And as soon as you take that first step uh, into talking to someone, you will take this weight off your shoulders. I love the confidence and I love the positivity. Would you mind please sharing <laughs> your, the social media website ways for our listeners to follow your endeavors? Absolutely. So yeah, you can check me out um, on Instagram uh, with a tag at abs and anxiety. And it's social media time and we're on whichever platform you like to use. It's a mental health break on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Twitter, it's podcast by Lancey. So you get updates from this show and what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I'd love to hear from you. We have Left for Dead, a story of redemption, and how to transform your mindset when the norm has changed. Both are on Amazon now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey five stars. I work hard to find value delivering guests for you on each episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey.